Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we are caring for our communities and taking that little step back to remember that we are part of something bigger. But my guests today are not only going to talk about what they have to talk about impacts our communities, but definitely us as individuals. And if you've ever wondered what happens or what do I want to happen at the end of my life, I think these two women are going to give us much to talk about. So let's talk first about uh, Vicki Lichman. And uh, she developed a ceremony for one of her very close friends who was passing. And in that process, she gathered everyone who loved him. And the whole goal was to pave his path with love while he made that transition from this world. And uh, something magical happened in the process. People gathered from all around the world in an online platform. And her amazing experience was humbling in its beauty. And she knew it was an honor to be able to represent and present his life in that way. Now, her Close friend and fellow healer and marketing guru is our other guest today, Louise Crooks, and she was deeply touched. Together, they decided, hmm, I think there's something really important here. We should do this for others. And these two women, they combined their forces, they pulled everything together and created a new company called End of Life Ceremonies. Now, you may ask, how is this caring for our communities? Well, absolutely. We all know that we may have choices that we want to have happen in that end of life transition, but it's just as important for the people who love us to know that we have a say in the messages that are conveyed. So joining me today is Vicki and Louise, and Louise is calling in all the way from South Africa. So ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Oh, it's for wonderful to us. be here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I know you guys have your own entrepreneurial journeys that has, you know, been very, very successful, but this is a really unique platform, a really unique business, but it's something that is very touching as well. Tell us a little bit more about the backstory to this, you know, how it came about and how this business of yours now today will really help us all to shock our potential. You know, I'll, I'll start the conversation for years and years, and I've been an entrepreneur for my whole working life. And for years, I somebody would pass and I would never tell anybody the story, right? It, this was like the secret. I would take my crystal singing bowl and when someone would pass, I would play it and I would ohm and I would like with all my heart sing their soul. I would mm -hmm. sing their soul home. And like you said about me having a ceremony for my friend, I told him what I did. And he, he was just, he said, I want that. Uh, you know, it, it was just like, and he was the most amazing man. He just was such a beautiful teacher himself and healer. And, and he wanted this for himself. And 
we knew when he was passing because he was in a right to die state. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, do you want me to do this for all of your people that love you? And people from around the world gathered and they were, I mean, it was so engrossing. It was just so very beautiful where we gave him final wishes. He wasn't there with us. He was in his process of dying, but it happened in the same time. So energetically, we were there with him and we were just giving the words of you can let go. It's okay. And we were just, and even after he left, we just stayed there in love and prayer and just, you know, sent him off on his journey. And, you know, I've done this for years and years, and finally, it came out and I've studied death and dying my whole life. You know, all of my coursework really was even in counseling and, and in, in psychology. And it, it was so much of it was based in death and dying and what happens to us when we die and what are our belief systems. And this, this was a turning point for me, being able to start this. When Louise called me the next day, because she also loved Bodie dearly, and when she called me the next day and said, let's do it, because I had been saying to her, my next business I want to do in partnership. I don't want to do this alone again. I don't want to be an entrepreneur all alone. And she had known how much this meant to me to do this. And she said, let's bring this to the world. And I'm like, absolutely, let's do it together. And that's how this started. And when you talk about shock value, well, we're going to die. Don't know how, don't know when, don't know where, but we're going to die. Yeah. And I've always known that there's only three times we can be present for another. And I have been present in every one of them. Birth. Mm. Oh, I've been I've been there when someone's been born and unfurled into this world, life and all that happens in it and death. It's the moments we truly come together that we witness and connect. We don't necessarily recognize all of them, but when we do the important transitions in our lives and we're truly present, they all become, they all take on a sacredness, all of them, including the death. Yes. I agree. One of the things that you said there too, Vicki, is you were talking about, you know, he wasn't with us. He was in his transition, but we were, we were sending him out. We were, we were there. We were part of the process in a much different way, but sending all our energy to him. That's a really beautiful, incredibly beautiful concept. Yeah. It is. It, it really is. And it's such a, it's an honor for us to be able to hold the space for people going through this experience and um you know so we felt very honored to be able to do it and then also you know with the feedback that we got afterwards you know Mm -hmm. so many people reached out to us and to vicky in particular sharing how bowled over they were by the experience you know how deeply they they felt it you know that we we really felt that this was the the next step especially Mm -hmm. because you know as we say death happens you know we're all going to die yeah. But in our culture, in our culture, in many cultures, death is avoided. Um, it's not it's not a shared experience. It can be a very lonely experience, and we don't really give death the same recognition and importance as other life ex- events. And why should we not not do that? You know, yeah. we tend to you know spend time organizing insurance for burial plots and you know headstones and 
you know, the cost of a funeral and things like that, but we don't spend time focusing on our emotional journey, you know, right. whether it's us in the dying process or whether it's, you know, the people that we're leaving behind, you know, it's all an emotional experience. And most of the time we're, we're suppressing and trying to block that away. And this is an opportunity for us to really embrace the dying process and, and recognize the beauty in it. Yeah. You know, I was there right before my father passed Mm -hmm. and I was there right before Mm -hmm. my father-in-law passed. And it was interesting. My father, I knew he was passing. My rest of my family weren't quite with us. It'll be 20 years in, uh, in November. They weren't quite their understanding he was going, but I, I remember, uh, telling him before, you know, I kind of left my shift for the night. Um, and I knew it was going to be soon. And I remember he was not alert. He had not been alert for a long time, but I remember, you know, leaning down and saying, I love you, dad. And it's okay. It's your time, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he was gone a few hours later. Same thing with my father-in-law is we were, you know, we were there, we knew, and he was very alert. Um, his body was shutting down. And I remember leaning wow. into him right before we left the hospital that night. And I leaned in and I said, Jory, I love you. I know you're ready to let go, let go. And uh, he did a few hours later. And, and it's such a hard thing to say sometimes to people because they're like, what do you mean? You said, let go. And, you know, didn't you want to fight for mm-hmm. him? And you're like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there's a time, there's a time for all of us. And if you're lucky enough to have those around you that, you know, or near you or sending you that energy to send you with love, that's pretty powerful. Yes. And even what about the conversation beforehand that says, you know, when I get to that point, let me leave together. Right. You know, those conversations are so important. And, and honestly, Michael, I don't know, and I don't even know if I've talked to Louise much about this, but I don't know if people after they've left know that we're paving their path. I believe that they do. That's in my belief system, but I don't know. You know, I've never died. I I don't know. And what I do know is that even if they don't hear us, the people that are here in yes. that process of letting them go of that ceremony, for them, it's time to be able to connect, to love, to create a beautiful memory of closure to, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we have made this so that it is available for adults and children. Oh, very important. So yes. when a child is passing, can you imagine a little child being scared that they're leaving their parents and knowing that there's going to be a ceremony that when they leave, their parents will be with them singing their soul and, and paving their path with love and how beautiful that will be for them and for the parent, knowing that there's a connection after they're gone, even if the connection is only here and here. Right. But Louise and I share the belief that it's Mm -hmm. more than that, but it's a belief. It's just a belief. Hey, you know what? It's a belief that you can't go wrong with. (laughs) You know, there's no downside to that belief. It's all positive. If it's real, you know, and if that's the way it is, then it's good. And if it's not, you feel better and you feel peace. So that's one of those beliefs every, I think everyone can have regardless of it. Right. Well, it's it's just interesting, Michael, because, you know, as, as Vicky knows, you know, I have witnessed two family members passing and there's just such a shock in the difference between 
them being alive and then suddenly it's almost like a vessel that is empty of this life spark mm-hmm. and it's it's recognizing that that life spark has to go somewhere energetically it has to go somewhere and yeah. so you know from that point of view we really do feel that we want to sing souls home even beyond death so you know we have three ceremonies that we do and one of them is after they die because we want to be able to pave that path for them even beyond death so it gives a lot of comfort not just to someone who may be dying and knowing that that's what's going to happen afterwards but it gives a lot of comfort to their their loved ones and i think you know getting back to what you were saying was you know, giving the person permission to let go, that's where, you know, we come in and, you know, we also are helping loved ones to let that person go and and do it in a healthy way, right? You know, in in a loving way, that's not, um, this person has to stay alive no matter what the cost is. You know, we really want to honor that path. And so part of what we're doing, not only with the ceremonies, but with the work that we do with individuals and in groups is to help them to let go, you know, and to, to have peace with, with right. the, the whole process, you know, especially when one of their loved ones is actually dying. Yeah. And it's really important and not to bring this too much back to me, but as you were talking, it reminded me mm. um, that about a week or so before my father fell ill and my father fell ill and 17 days later, he was gone and he had wow. acute melogenous leukemia. So, I mean, there was, it was severe. I, I'm so thankful that we didn't know about it before because meaning he did not have a good prognosis. So, it, you know, he was gone in the time, but a couple of weeks before he had said to my oldest brother, just so you know, don't ever pull the plug on me. And it was interesting trying to see my family struggle with this sense of, well, but dad said, don't ever, you know, let me go. But, and I'm saying, mm-hmm. I don't think he meant this, you know, that's, I don't think that's what he meant. You know, when, when mm-hmm. the vessel is done, the vessel cannot hold it together anymore. That was my view. That wasn't my siblings view or my mother's view. And so trying to respect other people's sense of where they are, but trying to helping them move through the process. If you don't have somebody else helping you along with it, it can be really daunting on a family. Absolutely. You know, it's so true. I actually helped my mother pass. We mm. didn't have right to die. I helped her pass. Mm. And it was <clears throat> so amazing. We, we were so close. And my father... He told me at one point, I mean, he was laying in the hospital. He had cracked his skull from front to back because our dog pulled him over and he hit his head on the rock. And I went to visit him. I burst into tears and he looked at me and he said, stop crying. I just want you to know that if I'm ever not able to speak and not able to communicate and I look at you, I'm telling you to pull the plug. (laughs) So, you know, it's like a completely different experience. Thank God I didn't have to do that. But all of these things are so hard they're so hard and I think that's where people get daunted by sometimes I think the sense of thinking that you're going to do those things to prepare for that eventuality makes people fearful because they think it's going to bring it on and I think there's a lot of power in talking about this because it reminds us that we can control what we can control when we choose to control it that's right that's right Michael isn't that part of really what we're about as well Vicky you know is that we 
we're, we're about giving people choice in how they die, you know, um, and giving their loved ones choice in how they support their loved ones, you know, right. so. Right. Yeah. Well, we can't, you know, honestly, and Louise and I talked about this just, just before that we can't choose. Well, I guess some yogis can, but most of us can't choose how we're going to die, right? We don't know if it's going to be a car accident or, or, you know, getting sick with cancer or like my mother had this five-year deathbed experience. We don't know how we're going to die, but we can choose our choices within that. We can prepare for them. And we do, you know, like we're really advertising, speaking about the ceremonies themselves. What we're doing is we're doing it for everybody involved, the people leaving, those taking care of them, um, their beloveds, both when they're watching their loved one leave and prepare for leaving. And then when they're left behind, we have it all covered. And we really want people to talk about it. We want them. And we have three specific ceremonies that we do to help with that. Louise, tell us briefly about the ceremonies. So you do that. Please. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Give me a sec. Well, I'll tell you what, while you're preparing, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and then we'll come right back and we'll dive down into Perfect. this. Okay? Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Top Dog Learning Group, LLC, is a leadership, change management, and diversity inclusion consulting firm based in Orlando, Florida, but with top doggers, aka consultants, throughout North America and beyond. They focus on training programs, both virtual and face-to-face, keynotes and lunch and learns, group and one-on-one coaching, and off-the-shelf solutions. One such solution is their masterclass on the top three strategies to be resilient in times of change. This thoughtful self-paced online training will guide you through three tactics you can use immediately, not just to survive, but to thrive when change comes at you. Use the code RESIL50OFF for 50% off the program. Just go to bit.ly forward slash 3A5M ls6 and enter the code resil 50 off in all capitals to redeem your 50 percent off coupon the link and code will be available in our show notes as well for easy access learn more today at topdoglearning.learningworlds.com and we are back and we are talking about end of life ceremonies and the power of what you can do and what you can control in terms of how you transition out of this world. You may not be able to control very many things, but my two guests today, Vicki and Louise, are going to talk about three specific ceremonies that they are able to help people with, individuals who are transitioning and passing, the people who love them and care for them and care about them. And uh, I know, Louise, you're going to tell us a little bit more about them. I'm very curious about this. Yes. So as Vicki was saying, we have three ceremonies that really cover before you go which is a celebration of life ceremony and then while you're leaving so these are people who are in right to die states or countries and we call this the pave the path home ceremony Mm. and then the third ceremony is after you are gone so it's um it's an end of life ceremony the celebration of life ceremony before you go is really about being able to connect with all your loved ones and and not leave without saying goodbye and be present with those you have shared your life with you know take it take a moment to express what you want them to hear and listen to heartfelt messages to you you know so it's a real really beautiful 
way to connect with people before you go. The second one, is the pay of the path home ceremony, which is generally when we know when someone is going to die and we can hold that space for someone. You know, this is a ceremony when we support you through the experience of leaving this physical plane. And as you transition, we want to surround you with love, support, peace, and beauty. In other words, we want to help you and those who love you to pave your path home and to be the wings that carry you and to keep you company on your journey. You know, right. so many of us are very afraid through this, this process. And a lot of us are, you know, feel alone. Um, and so, you know, that is part of our mission. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But, you know, we don't want people to feel alone through this. So this is a time when we gather with all your loved ones to be present during your passing process and to honor and energetically hold you while you transition. And then the third one, which is after you are gone, the end of life ceremony, this ceremony happens after you pass. The ceremony is for your loved ones, you know, to offer you um, comfort and to give you wings of love and prayer as your soul transitions onto the next plane. It's basically the same, you know, as you're leaving and after you go, they're basically the same, but one, we know exactly when the person is going to be leaving and the other, we can't hang out for three days with hospice, you know, so it's after they're gone, but it, it's all yes. about keeping them company. It gives their loved ones a chance to say goodbye as yeah. well as, you know, through that process. So, you know, that's what we love about that. You know, it gives people closure. Um, so, yeah. I love it. And I like how, I, I love how much you guys keep talking about, you know, being there energetically. So yeah. sending mm -hmm. that energy, that mm -hmm. love. And I just want to hit this real quickly, Luis, because I know I saw it in, um, in your bio before we started, you know, in the last mm -hmm. year and a half, we have had obviously a pandemic. We now yes. are having people in the hospital again and back to the, the element that people who are dying or afraid they may die or might potentially die um, in many, yeah. many cases are unable to have anyone with them except for through an iPad or a telephone or something. And that I know when the height of, you know, the hospitalizations before we had vaccines, mm -hmm. I remember I had this fear, like what happens if I get sick and I have to be alone during that, you know, yes. portion that, that is terrifying, but I can, terrifying. I can really get a sense from you guys that if I knew there were people sending me love and they might not, I might not be able to see them. I might not be able to touch them, but if I knew there mm. were people who care about me sending that, I would feel a lot less alone. Michael, yeah. I, Louise did say that in her bio and that COVID has brought up a lot of, a lot of things for us, but our mission is we don't want anybody to have to be alone. You don't have to be alone, yeah. you know, leave yeah. knowing that there's loved ones paving the path. We both, even before the way before the pandemic, neither one of us have children. And, you know, I see children sitting at their parents. And we're not planning like on I having was, any in the, in the near future. <laughs> right. So it's, not too late. You know, it's like I kept my mother company. You know, we were there with my sister-in-law's parents when they left. But who's going to be there when we leave? Right, without right. children. We, so the fear of, of being alone, when neither one of us were, we, I might be scared of the pain of dying. I might be scared of, you know, because I'm not really good with pain, but I'm not scared of death. 
I'm not scared of what happens after death. At least I'm not now. Maybe when I'm facing it, I will be. But I'm not scared of that. But I'm scared of dying alone. I'm scared of laying there, you know, going to be dying alone, which is so what happened with COVID. So that really brought my fear to the foreground. And, you know, and, and, and this brought up, some beautiful opportunities for us, some beautiful ways of thinking. For instance, so many people passed and and there was nobody to help people through their dying or the people that that were left, they didn't get to say goodbye. They did. So this created for us- Everyone uh, is traumatized. Everyone is traumatized through this. And and this created for us an opportunity to do a phenomenal- meditation, grief meditation, giving people a chance to say goodbye, which we're giving away for free to anybody and helping coach them on this. You know, it's like, this is our mission. This is why we're here. And we go into and teach the deeper stuff with this. And those things for both of us, it's like mother's milk, this deeper stuff, you know, it's, and, and we're so honored and thrilled to be able to be here with people through this process and, you know, kind of, you know, beating on them, like, get it. And well, another thing that we were talking about just before this was I have had so many people when I've spoken to people about this, so many people that are scared of dying alone go, can we buy one of these ceremonies now? Can we yeah. buy it now so that Absolutely. we can put it aside and know that it's there for us after? Well, you know what the truth is, is that we're right now, we're a very small company. We're, we, it's just me and Louise. And I don't know if we're going to be here after those people, you know, or we, so until we can grow this business, until we can get this out there to the world and get more people involved, we can't do that. But that's part of our mission is to raise the money to get this going, to, to be able to grow it so that we can have that option for people. Oh, I would love to tell my friends. Yes, absolutely. I'd love to be able to do it myself. Yeah. I'm going to pay Louise. I'm going to pay <laughs> Louise to give me a ceremony and hope she's still here to do it when I go. go. I'll be here. I'll be here, Vicki. I love well, it. Never, I love it. And, you never know. Yeah. And well, and I love it too, the fact that you're like, if you're if you've gone through this not just from somebody losing somebody to COVID, but for any reason where there's still grief that is hanging around in your heart and in your mind, cleansing that grief, dealing with that grief, meditating about that grief would be very freeing. Yes. Incredibly freeing. Deal with that grief. And it's so the deeper work we do. Right. much so that the bereavement part of it, the grief part of it, the bereavement part of it is becoming as big as, and maybe even bigger than the ceremony part of it, you know, all of it's Mm -hmm. combined, but this is part of the the deeper work we do. You know, it's like forgiveness, how, how to forgive others and to forgive yourself, you know, forgive before you leave, like forgive the person that's leaving before they're gone. And it's too late to speak it to them, you know, and, and it, it creates more of a passing with peace. You know, it, it's, this is the gateway home forgiveness mm-hmm. for all of us. Um, and, and to forgive myself, you know, the person passing, just not to forgive others in their lives, to forgive themselves, oh, to be able to leave in letting go of this. Go on. And just, 
just think, you know, how many people are angry and um, traumatized through this experience of COVID. Yes. You know, um, they might have lost faith, their faith, you know, in their higher power, what, you know, God, divine, whatever you want to call it. They've yes. lost their faith, you know, or they have a, a tremendous amount of anger. Why has this happened to me or to my loved one? Why, why, you know, what have we done to deserve this? And so okay. it's about helping them to move through that process as well and heal that relationship with the, their divine power or to just reflect on their faith, you know, as well. So we, we do do help them to do that. And then, of course, you know, anger towards the person who's left i mean yeah. we all hate to even yeah. admit that we might mm -hmm. experience that but yeah i mean i can tell you you know from personal experience my brother just died two and a half months ago and um, it was very sudden and he's left a young wife and um a two-year-old child you know mm. two-year-old boy and there's a part of me that's angry with him you know, yeah. it's like, why didn't you look after yourself better? You know, surely this could have been avoided, you know. So there, there's there's so much that can be supported through this this experience. And, and we do all of that through the through one on one work and through our bereavement groups and, and, and such like. Yeah. And the courses yeah. we give. I mean, you know, it's like leaving without regret, like leave the bitterness and anger behind. You don't need mm -hmm. to take that with you. Right. right and, yeah. and when Louise was talking about this, the spiritual aspect of it. So there's two parts of that that are so big. One is for the person passing, I have found this over and over and over it, the, the stronger their relationship with their idea of the divine, whether it be kindness, whether it be God, whether it be the, you know, divinity, what, whatever it is, the stronger their relationship with their beliefs, the strength of their beliefs, the strength of their values, the strength of their relationship with the divine, the easier it is the thought of passing. That's true. And when they're about to leave, sometimes they become furious with God. How could this happen to me? What are you doing? Why am I in pain? And the person that's experiencing it with them and then left behind, like Louise said, she's angry at her brother. Well, people are furious at God. I run bereavement groups and in them every time, every single time somebody says, I don't even want anything to do with God. Don't even mention that. Don't mention mm -hmm. it, whatever name they use for God. And, and please, right. everyone listening to this, whether it be God, Hashem, divine, grace, whatever word you use for your belief in something bigger than we are, please yeah. forgive us for using words that we relate to because we mean everything that you relate to, right? So, you know, that is huge. And one of the things, one of the biggest things that we work with is emotion. How do you feel emotion in a healthy way? Because holding it away from you, it's only going to hold it within. Absolutely. You know, the guilt, the resentment, the facing the fear of dying and loss. This is, emotion is a human experience. How would we even know that we're feeling emotion if we weren't in this physical body? If it weren't right. a physical experience, right? right? I'm Jewish. And when my rabbi first said this, you know, that it's, that it is a physical experience. I was blown away because it's so true. So we deal with, with helping people feel emotion. And, right. you know, I think the last part of this is how to handle all of this in, in a healthy way is making sure that you've got someone to support you through your loss. Absolutely. Through death 
and through your loss. You don't have to walk that path alone. You know, that's why we're here. That's our mission. Whether it be a friend, whether it be us, whether it be both, you know, please don't don't have someone to support you. You don't I have love it. And, yeah. and, and, and don't let don't let grief rule your life, you know, because right. there are some people who hold on to their grief for years and years and years because yes. they just don't know how to let go. And it, it hinders them from living a full life. And, you know, you're not dishonoring your loved one by allowing yourself to let go. And yes. we really want to help people to do that, you know, so that's really important too. You know, this is not just a short-term thing, you know, we really want to support people in, in leading full lives. Yeah. Grief, I love grief it. can leak on and on and on if you don't deal with it in, in the, you know, in the early parts of that, you know, that time, you know, where, where you feel it. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Ladies, this is, um, this is amazing and it's beautiful. And what you're doing, not only are you clearly passionate about it, but it, mm-hmm. it can change people's lives as well as their deaths. And I know we're going to have all of your contact information on the show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, because they know they need you, what's the best way for them to find you? Um, the first is our website, endoflifeceremonies.com, endoflifeceremonies.com. And you can reach us through that, contact, you can read about the things we're doing, the bereavement things, the ceremony things, the other things we're offering, the deeper work. And the other way is through the grief meditation that we just talked about that has a separate webpage, healingthroughlossmeditation.com. And we will walk with you through your grief process. As long as you know. Yep. Vicky, Vicky does a beautiful meditation helping you through that process um, in this uh, grief meditation. So I highly recommend it. it. It's beautiful. Wonderful. And then, of course, we have a Facebook page. And if you wanted to find it easily, you can go to fb.me uh, forward slash pave the path home. It's actually called end of life, uh, end of life ceremonies. ceremonies. But Pay the Path Home is our tagline. So we, we had to use that for the page. Again, fb.me forward slash pave the path home. And then we have a Facebook group and we really love this group. It's called End of Life Conversations. And it's, it's an opportunity for us to have open conversations about death and dying. You know, whether it's someone who is actually going through the process of dying or, you know, people who really... Uh, you know, who are supporting someone who's dying, um, someone who is getting themselves ready for that possibility that their loved one is, is going to pass. Yeah, it's an honest conversation. And, you know, we have conversations and people ask questions that are really hard to ask in normal everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you think of someone who knows they're going to die within a couple of weeks and the questions they ask, it's a very different conversation from what you would normally be having. So it's really yeah. powerful. And, and this, this came from that, you know, after this initial ceremony of people contacting me and, you know, what they brought up, they wanted to talk about their fear, their grief, their doubts, the, the blessings involved, their, their fascination, their curiosity, their spiritual understanding. And we realized the importance of this and wanted to create a place of safety mm-hmm. for people to be able to speak about whatever they want to speak about with this topic. And that's very, why the group is there. 
Very important. Well, ladies, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? After listening to us all this time, do you imagine that we don't? (laughs) (laughs) I figure you do. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And this is no matter what is happening, whether you're dealing with death or whether you're dealing Mm -hmm. with anything, it's be totally present. Mm. Be present in the here and now. Don't miss one moment of what's happening in your life, no matter what is happening. You know, and be honest about what's really here. It's like, be who you are. There's no one else that can be you. You are it. Be here completely, honestly. And, you know, no one knows what tomorrow will bring. So just you are precious for anybody listening to this. You are so precious. So treat yourself that way, understand yourself that way and be here with it at every moment of your life. Lovely, lovely ladies. Thank you so much for not only sharing, you know, what you do and why you do it, but helping us to recognize um, what it can mean for us and uh, I loved having you guys on. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Thank you for so having much, us. Michael. Thank you. It's been wonderful. It's been so much fun and, and you are just charming. Thank you for having us. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and Sales Mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.